On the mixed morning show by Amy and Yvonne St. Vincent. Good morning. Good morning. I saw a picture that somebody sent me on social media of you guys sowing your 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 field, and but you weren't using any modern equipment. You're using like a horse and buggy. So so tell me how you do this and why. Well, basically, I started this because I lost my tractor last fall, so I went back to my horsepower. So what do you mean you lost your tractor? Uh, it caught on fire there and settled oh. things, but uh, I'm still shopping. It's a very costly machine. So I went with a free machine. I had it all. So I just took them out, and they were all in pretty good shape, and I started training a couple of new horses, and away I went. That's Probably absolutely had part to do with the COVID nineteen, of course. But besides that, away I went. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's incredible because I mean, it's the old ingenuity of, well, tractor's not working. What do I have? You know, I've got this plow. I got some horses. I can still do this. Yes. So, how many acres did you seed? About fifteen. <clears throat> and how long does that take? Well, you go at it uh, every day, conditioning the horses. Uh, you know, sometimes it's an hour and a half with light loads, and then you teach them how to push. And and then, I, like I said, I started a couple of new horses, so I just took my time and uh, got them in shape. I fed them a little extra oats and grain and stuff like that, and uh, they got themselves in pretty good shape. And if you do it all right, especially the horse collars are very important. And they just started to push real nice, and so I added a little extra load on them. And when they were, when I sensed that they kind of had enough, just like humans, really, you know, you you start them off easy and get them in shape, and away we went. So is the fuel a lot less expensive for the horse than with a tractor? <laughs> I tell you what, I didn't put a drop of fuel, and if you use them, they eat, and if you don't use them, they still keep on eating. Actually, maybe more. <laughs> just, just like humans. You sit around, you start nibbling. Yeah, that's exactly it. You get snacky, right? Yeah, you do. So now that you've done it this way, are you going to continue? I know you said that you are looking for a tractor, but do you enjoy doing it like this, or is it just purely out of necessity? Oh, it's slower pace, very relaxing. Every chance I get, I kind of get out there. When I'm done this interview, I'm going to hitch up and go again a bit. <laughs> no kidding. So you're going to do this whole season? Like, are you going to harvest and everything using the horses? Well, a long time back, I did 170 acres with them, with a high-speed six-foot deering mower. And I raked everything also. And then I did have my round baler at the time. But I cut and raked everything, and, and I really enjoyed it. So, first of now, all, what are, you, what are you planting? What are you harvesting? It's going to be uh, grain feed, like just oats. Uh, it's green. I'm not going to harvest the oat itself. It's going to be the whole, it's called grain feed. Okay. So I, I seeded oats. So, Yvonne, what's your role in this? I feed him. <laughs> you feed the horses. <laughs> no, I feed the man. You feed the man. He feeds the horses and then does the work. And the helper, whoever comes to help, and I do go and help once in a while if he needs help with the horses. And if he needs, I bring out water and Whatever, whatever I he is required, I guess. 
That is a big job because I mean, if if you if you can get them the food and get them the water and look after the uh, the workers, then they can keep working, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I I maintain the house and the yard. And I mow over an acre of yard and with a push mower. So. Oh my! You're <laughs> you're ambitious. <laughs> you need two tractors now. <laughs> no, I'm happy to push my mower. <laughs> it's good exercise. Yes, it is. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing this picture and thank you for sharing your story. Um, I'm always inspired by people who, you know, if, if one thing goes wrong, you look at, okay, how can we still do this? And uh, you guys are inspiring. Thank you for that. It's the Mixed Morning Show. It's the Mixed Morning Show. And uh, we're joined by uh, Rob Ripchick, who uh, uh, is from Stuart Byrne. Uh, now you have a farm there. What do you all farm out uh, out your way, Rob? I don't farm anything. I don't have any 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 machinery for crop. I just got a tractor, but I just have a few horses and cows. Okay. Well, to me, that's a farm. You know. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you also breed dogs, right? Yeah, I, I breed Caucasian shepherds. Okay. So you uh, you were one of the families that we featured uh, when we were telling all the stories of flooding uh, in the Sturtburn area. Um, your farm got flooded out uh, quite a bit. You, 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 this is not the first time. No, it's been uh, the third time in 15 months. Third time in 15 months. That's going to make you rethink how, uh, how this property is going to go. Like, what's the plan? Well, basically relocate the house and build a ring dike around the shop. And uh, see where we're at with uh, what can what can happen with the on the municipal level and the and the provincial level because I've been harping about this for about a few years already. Well, in the video that we had on SteinbeckOnline.com, you're seeing that basically all your neighboring properties drain into your yard. Yeah, it was funny because I was there. I was there, I was walking through the property in my underwear without any shoes on or anything like that, and then. Uh, my neighbors right directly across the road from me were playing soccer <laughs> on their property and I'm standing there in my in my up to my waist in water, so That's crazy. <laughs> now yeah, they were mowing their lawn and I was always trudging through water, so Wow. I know in the video you were saying that one of your cows gave birth and it and then of course during the flood from the storms and the basically was now like stranded on its own little island with its calf. So what happened with this mom and the newborn? Came back from uh, work the next day, and uh, I was doing a head count. I was looking on the on my makeshift island that was uh, Gardenton Island, I call it, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I seen the calf. She was on the other side of the fence on on the north side of the property, and the, and the mama cow was there too. So uh, I just stretched the fence across so the baby can come see the mother, and uh, they were there. So she. She walked that calf right across that water from for two feet of water for sure. Wow, you know the instinct of a mom, hey? Got to get my well, baby to yeah, safety. It was, it was day old calf. I was really surprised. Like that, I was like, wow, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, couldn't even imagine. Would have been something to see. Yeah, I would have carried. I would have definitely carried the calf if I would have seen that. But I figured that they were good on the island because they had lots of lots of grass and stuff like that, and definitely a lot of water to drink. So. So now you're uh, staying at a hotel, and they're uh, nice enough to let you have your do- have uh, one of your dogs there with you. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, you've gone back to the property to check. How are things going? Where, where are things at now? Well, I go there every day, right? Uh, spend a few hours there, and uh, well, the water has receded. Well, I have a measuring stick, 
basically. So the water is a seed of two inches. If we're going to get any more rain in the next few days here, which I was watching the weather, like we're supposed to be getting rain in the next three or four days. If it go, if we get rain, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be pretty brutal out there. Yeah, and I mean just surrounding areas. I mean, the water is maintaining. Like some places, it, it's gone down. My place definitely not because it's still, you know, it's gone down two inches. But I mean, it's still flowing, right? It's still flowing north into the river. Right. Well, each day I'm looking at the forecast. It's like thirty percent chance, thirty percent chance, thirty percent chance, but. Um, chance of thunderstorms, and those are the ones that leave, this, those pockets that roll through, often in your area, that leave several inches of rain in a very short period of time. That's the worst kind of rain. Yeah, well, I have a provincial bike right beside my property, and, like, again, so we're, we're, we're getting a lot of water coming through into that, the volume of water coming through that ditch. And what's happening is it, it, it's getting caught at the five, you know, at the five mile. And it's not it's not flowing fast enough. And now, I don't know what the, the power is to be that they don't want to open her up a little bit more, but it I just makes no sense to me to have a, a big, big provincial dike like that running through miles and miles and miles and then all of a sudden choking it at one point where it's flooding me out constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you uh, have some meetings that you need to have <laughs> and keep having. <laughs> well, <laughs> move to the U.S. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got it worse than us. <laughs> no, no, lots of, lots of, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Rob, we wish you well with your farm, and uh, thanks for the update, and, and let us know. Keep us informed of uh, what's going on there. I will, definitely. It's the next morning show.